The Money Show. Personal Finance with Warren Ingram. So I shared some stats with you yesterday about the state of the markets and I said to you, which is the world's best performing market? And I gave you six different indices, the S&P 500, I gave you JSE, uh, All Share Index, I gave you the FTSE, I gave you the NASDAQ and a couple of others. I said, which has been the best performing? And it's almost neck and neck between the S&P 500 and the JSE, both of which are down 25% this year in dollar terms. So you've lost a quarter of your money in dollars this year uh, from the glorious highs of January this year to the current doldrums around 63,000 on the all share index. Should you be investing more into stock markets as they decline? This is the contentious topic of the evening. If you want to shout at us uh, this evening, because I, I suspect you'll want to, uh, that you're free to do so. Give us a call on 011-883-0702-021-446-0567. You can tweet at Bruce Business or send us a WhatsApp on 072-702-1702. Investing in turbulent times, Warren Ingram, and go. You're on your own. Um, I, I, I just want to clarify, if you want to shout at us, you can shout at Bruce and you can send me the nice comments, please. <laughs> that would be appreciated. I don't care. So, yeah, so, bring it on. Ma- but maybe just to, to kind of top up on your on your first uh, you know your 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 first analysis, I, I, I looked at what what happens to a South African that sends their money out of South Africa into pounds ten years ago, um, and another South African who just keeps their money in South Africa and invests in the in the JSE, um, and ten years later you bring your money back from the UK and you convert it back into rands. Uh, the, the the person that, that that kept their money in in South Africa, uh, ha, you know, if they'd sent out a hundred thousand, I mean, if they'd invested a hundred thousand rand, their hundred thousand rand is one hundred and eighty nine thousand rand now. The person who put their money into the UK um, uh, uh, ten years ago and brings brings it back to South Africa now after being in their their uh, stock market index only has one hundred and forty five thousand rand. So the difference is thirty percent over a ten year period. Uh, and, and and that tells you the, the, the state firstly of, of what's going on in the UK, how, how dramatic the, the collapse is there. But 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 secondly, again, that that the JSC is not a one-way bet uh, in, in terms of pure capital destruction. You know, it, it it's certainly a diversifier. Um, and, and maybe that's the point about uh, about tonight's show is that you, w- w- when you're making investment decisions and markets are down, and you know w- whether it's in your home market like like ours in South Africa or, or just a global investor, uh, assuming that things are only going to go in one direction, they are only going to fall over, is is often the very worst assumption you can make. It it's certainly true that eventually. Uh, you know, whatever's going on today shall pass. This too shall pass. Whether it's really good times, maybe we'll look back and say November last year was a really good time in world markets. You know, things look great. Uh, and 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 maybe when we look back over you know, potentially June and right now, June this year and right now, that that these were the worst of times and 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 the, the sun was going to rise tomorrow and and the beginning of the good times start again. But one thing we know is we can't forecast and, and we can't predict with any certainty. We can't our markets and anyone who tells you they can, uh, they're either um, fooling you, fooling themselves or they're lying, you know, because market timing, unfortunately, is not a strategy. So what do you do in crazy times? I, I think you 
I'm not saying double down in, in terms of making huge bets, but but certainly you know invest your money consistently in a in a in a downing uh, and fall, falling market. I think so. I want to say a downturn, but certainly all the way through when when markets are going down, and you've got the ability to to save you know whether it's monthly or quarterly, you you should absolutely be taking advantage of that. And don't worry about the fact that you know maybe what you put in. To, to the market three months ago is is worth five or ten percent less today, but because the point is you got a, a good bargain, you got a good deal a, a little while ago, and you simply don't know when things are going to bounce. Now this is so important, Warren, because people will say, "But you said we must put money into the stock market, and I did, and now it's worth ten percent less." This is stupid. I'm taking my money out. I'm going to put it into the bank. Or worse, I'm going to buy a holiday um, or something along those lines. And I think that that emotional sort of uh, kickback where in times of uncertainty, I think most people sit on the sidelines and wait for things to improve. And only once things have improved do they go, oh, okay, now it's a good time to be back in again. And, and that becomes a bit of a flawed and dangerous logic too. Absolutely. The, 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 you know, the, by, by the time we all know that, that things are better, when, when you know, uh, um, the, the, the most famous kind of uh, really incorrect um, uh, kind of magazine is, is Business Week, Bloomberg's Business Week, you know, uh, really their, their, their magazines often you know, uh, scream headlines just before, before the exact opposite of what they just screamed comes out. So by, by the time the Bloomberg Business Week says, you know, markets are at the death of equities again for about the fifth time, uh, th- that will be w- when markets start booming, and it will be far too late. When, when, when you know, mainstream and everybody else, you know, all of the media world and and social media and everyone's friends, when they all tell you that that the worst is over and things are are improving, the, the market will most likely be up thirty or forty percent already, uh, and and preparing for the next big run. And you, and you would have missed out on on most, if not all, of that 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 run. The the, the thing about investing is actually it's not that complicated um, I'm not going to say it's it's not easy uh, or, or it's not uh, it's not difficult it is difficult but b- because you've got to manage your emotions you, you sometimes have to swim you know against the tide and and do what everyone else is not doing but it is it is a simple concept I know that you know the fund managers like to tell us that it's an incredibly difficult and complex thing and there's so many factors that you know influence markets all of that's true but but, but the truth is, Buying shares, you know, especially nicely diversified, broad range of shares across South Africa, across the world, sitting back and and waiting for things to rise is is pretty simple to do. Uh, and if you get a little bit greedy, in other words, you, you start to try and invest a bit more on a monthly or quarterly basis when things are going down and everyone else around you is monumentally depressed, you make a lot more money than everybody else. It's really, it is really that simple. I'm not saying it's easy because we, we've got to do what we're not designed to do. We've got to go against the tide. And, and I know that's hard, but, but and that, and that's the only really difficult part about investing, you know, for, for the rest. Uh, I mean, if I can understand it and, 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 you know, explain it to someone, it, it really is simple in, in all honesty. I'm, I'm no rocket scientist. So John Perlman was asking me earlier on today, do, do I get panicked at times like this? No, I get invigorated because it gives you something to talk about, frankly. Um, and I think, in you know, hopefully when we talk about these sorts of times, we give a really balanced view on the opportunity set that is presented to you when share prices fall. The question tonight, though, wasn't should you keep investing? The question is, should you be investing more? as the market declines. So let's say, for example, you, you've got a, a direct debit going out of your account every month and you've listened to Warren and you keep 
um, pay, paying that direct debit 500 rand a month. Should you now be upping that 500 rand in these tumultuous times if you've got a bit of spare cash to 750 or to 1,000 or more so that as these uh, as the market does bottom out eventually, whenever it does, your money, not only are you putting your existing amount of money in, but you're adding extra money. So you're getting almost a triple whammy rather than just a double whammy. You know, if 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 we could show pictures of me right now, I'm, I'm I'm I really am jumping up and down, trying to not scream into this microphone that uh, the sale is on. You need to buy as much as you possibly can. <laughs> the sale is really on right now. You and, need those you need I, those hyperama adverts from the, in January every year. They would have the a guy with the old fashioned megaphone, and people go around with bowler hats and things like that. These are very old adverts, uh, but talking about the heyday sale. Is it that kind of heyday sale? It is. It's 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 way better than Black Friday right now. This this is really the time uh, to, to to take advantage. The only caveat is, please don't put yourself in a financially compromised position by now over you know over investing and and at the expense, for example, of paying off your debt or or doing the other sensible things that we always talk about. But if you have disposable capital, money that you know you can allocate for the next five or ten years, this is one heck of a time to take advantage of everyone else's panic. And and really, you know, build your financial future for the next two or three decades. This is one of those times that my beloved Warren Buffett is saying, you know, be greedy when others are fearful. Hello, we are right there right now. Lots so of people are really afraid. The obvious thing here is there'll be people shouting at the radio right now saying, but Warren, there's a recession coming, global recession. Interest rates could keep going up in America, keep going up in Europe, keep going up in the UK. Um, and that's going to affect the future value of shares. Market is responding incredibly negatively to bad news. Uh, I have the answer to the question. I'm curious as to what yours is uh, in response to a question like that. So, so now we're back in the, you know, the, because it is a, it is a question I'm, I'm getting hit with, and that means we're back in the forecasting game. We're back in trying to predict uh, what, what, what the, you know, what, what inflation is going to do, what, what central banks are going to do in response, then how markets are going to respond to the central banks and how they're responding to inflation, uh, and, and all of that doesn't get to the basic point that the assets that I'm, I'm suggesting you buying, or you buy now, are cheap. And what we know is when you buy good assets at a low price. You get rewarded. It is a low price now. Don't worry about the forecasts of of, of economists. They are, you know, almost universally very inaccurate at, at at forecasting. So don't worry about the bad news that's being screamed at you. Because the the truth is, the only time we'll know that in inflation uh, um, is over and the interest rates uh, have stopped rising is once the whole problem has passed. You know, because we only hear that information after it's already happened. So so don't worry about the forecasting. It's it's you know people are afraid now. They're selling great assets at a discount now. Now that that's a certainty. That's a fact. You can you can calculate it. You can you know I'm not not a prediction. It's a reality. You can buy now, and and now you should. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I, I know I'm sounding emphatic, but it's true that this is the, this is an easy thing to calculate. You know, something's cheap now. Buy it. And, and there's also the sense of markets. I mean, you talk about forecasting. Markets are very good at forecasting the future. Markets look at the future and say, what are the likely scenarios? Well, it's, it seems likely that we're going to go into a global recession. Okay, that's bad. Um, so let's sell shares now, quickly. Let's sell before everybody else does. Let's get our money out and sit on the sidelines and wait for an opportunity to get back in again. 
And so by the time the rest of the world wakes up to the fact that there's going to be a recession, share markets have fallen 10, 15, 20, and as they have now, 25%. Yes, they could fall another 5, 10, 15%. Who knows? We don't know. Um, the point is that markets have anticipated bad news, and that's why we've seen share prices fall as sharply as we have. In fact, economies are still expanding as we speak. We're not yet in recession, yet the share prices have already tumbled in anticipation of that occurring. And, and, and I agree with you 100%. I would add that, that markets are not bad at anticipating. What, what they're not good at doing is that they tend to overreact to the bad news. So, so they anticipate the bad news. Share prices, you know, for, for argument's sake, should be falling 15% to, to actually re- reflect the reality. But what happens is, you know, the, you know, investors tend to hype themselves up. So, so they overreact and they fall 25%. And at some point, they all wake up and go, gee, that was a bit of a big drop, you know, but maybe a bit too big and some good bargains out there. Let's start going again. And then they push things up collectively. So, so that you're, you're right. They do anticipate most of the time not bad, but sometimes horribly wrong. But but, but they overreact. That's a certainty. Uh, I mean, I think the one thing I would say, you know, w- w- when someone says, you know, should I change anything in my investments now? You know, g- given what's happened, I would say I would say it is a great time to sell assets that you've had for a long period of time that are maybe not appropriate in your life anymore. So, you know, if you've had, you know, a, a good collection of, of shares, let's just say you've had a good index and actually you, you found a cheaper index, but but you didn't want to sell the one you had because of all the capital gains, et cetera. The, the, the market is presenting you with an opportunity to restructure and be a little bit more efficient because your capital gains are going to be less. I, I know that that's, you know, that, that, that's trying to kind of, you know, put a positive spin on something that's horrible. The, the reality is you've lost some money potentially, but you can take advantage of, of restructuring at lower prices to, to set yourself up for the next big recovery. And that would be the one time I would say, you know, that's a good reason to restructure in, you know, in, in, in a really horrible market. But, but for the rest, stay the course, buy a lot more, uh, you know, and, and, and don't, don't get too excited when everyone else is getting depressed. That, that, that should make you happy. That should tell you that you're buying fantastic bargains. Lovely. Warren Ingram, he is a personal financial advisor. He's a director at Galileo Capital. A question from Leon. My parents are about to retire, and seeing as they're in a healthy financial position, they're considering cancelling their life cover, as they no longer have need for it and don't want to pay the premiums any longer. They've given me the option to take over the premiums and then add me as the sole beneficiary of the policy rather than just cancelling it and losing years of premiums paid. Do you think it's a good idea? And my question is, Leon, do your parents like mushrooms? Uh, but yes, it's a good question, actually. And I think it's an interesting conundrum. And that's why it's, it's terrible. Sorry. Uh, back with Warren and recipes in a moment. The Money Show. Personal finance with Warren Ingram. So Leon's parents are sensible people. They are financially secure. They've been paying for life insurance. They don't have liabilities now. Leon's out the house. Um, and they've been paying premiums on life insurance for an awfully long time, and they've not needed to claim on that life insurance, which is a good thing. You don't want to claim on life insurance. Uh, but they've said to Leon, why don't you take over the premiums, and then, you know, when we die, because we will at some point, it could be next year, it could be 20 years from now, you get the payout. Is this a good idea, Warren Ingram? It's a, an interesting conundrum, actually. I, I love this question, because uh, it's... it's it, so, so let's just assume... 
Uh, and 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 you know I'm not I'm not a life insurance premium expert so so I don't I mean I might get the sums wrong but let's just assume that 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 Leon's going to have to take over a monthly cost of ten thousand rand, uh, you know, to pay for the premiums, which is I mean I agree it's a lot of money, but it's it's life insurance. It's not going to be so much. But anyway, it's your number. You pick it. Well, well, the the reason why it might be is because you know insurance companies like to put on you know kind of inflationary, if not above inflationary, increases on premiums and you know old policies that have been around for a long time started off cheap and get progressively more expensive as as people get older. Uh, surprise, surprise, because you know that, that that would encourage people to kind of cancel those policies, you know, as it becomes too expensive, um, and and so they're not banking on 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 retired people keeping their their life policies, and and so this this premium kind of you know, is a good way of, or premium escalation is a good mechanism for for discouraging you from from keeping your policy. If you're in Leon's position and you've got the cash flow, and you say, well, you know, t- ten grand is a lot of money, but but potentially, you know, I, I might be might receive a payout of twenty million rand. It's quite a few years of of you know, hundred and twenty thousand rand a year payments that will definitely be escalating. I agree, but but it's quite a few years of of life before. Uh, be, before you you would actually be financially worse off. So so I, I think yes, there'll be some tax considerations. I'm not going to get into that now, but 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 certainly this this is a, a serious financial calculation that that if you've got the the capacity financially to do it, Leon, I, I would take this really seriously. I mean, I think that's very smart, parents, uh, to to make the suggestion, and and you know and certainly. You know, let's say life insurance companies, I think, know that not everyone's going to pay premiums, you know, right up until their mortality age. And let's say, you know, the actuaries say most people are going to die at age 85. Uh, you know, the, 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 hopefully their premiums don't reflect that accurately. And and the longer Leon pays those premiums, the more likely he, he gets a, a, a financial reward uh, and rewards, maybe not the right word, but, you know, the, the financial calculation uh, works in his favor. And certainly, for his parents to suggest it, I mean, you know, there is not then profiting off uh, of their death, which you know might be distasteful, etc. This is something they're suggesting. They're comfortable that that he does it. Uh, it's such a rational, logical thing to do. I, I mean, I think it's a great idea, and I think I, I wish I, I would kind of think of this more often. You know, talking to retired people, I, I can't believe I didn't suggest it to my father when he retired and cancelled his life policy. Uh, and that's the thing. I mean, if you've been paying life uh, life insurance uh, premiums for twenty years, twenty five years, you've paid an awful lot of money, and it's not a deposit. It's not you don't you're not entitled to any of that money back at all. What you are entitled to is, should you, while you're paying premiums, die, then the beneficiaries of your estate inherit whatever the total sum that you've insured your life for, whether it be a million rand, two million or 10 million rand. This is why, Leon, and I think Warren's point here is go and see a really good financial advisor with a calculator that is solar powered and allow them to talk to you about whatever the premium is. Let's say it's Warren's 10,000 rand a month. And if your parents are young, fit and healthy, um, and there's a risk that they may live for 25 years, well, that comes with a consequence in terms of what the likely escalations are going to be. And if they do live for 25 years and you took that 10,000 rand and you invested it into the S&P 500 instead and you were disciplined about it, what would the different outcome be? And I think that's the calculation to make, Warren. Uh, agreed, and 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 similarly, you know, if if your parents aren't uh, aren't young and and maybe aren't that healthy, 
then then you know that the probability is that this works in your favor. We are dealing with probabilities. That's what life assurance is, uh, and and you know just just be sure that you're you're swinging this in in your favor as much as possible, uh, legitimately. Now, please please don't look at the mushroom recipe. I, I, I beg you, but but, uh, but but you know have a good conversation. And and then for people who who are listening, don't be offended now if your you know your your adult children come to you to say, hey, I'd like to take over your life policy. I think I think it's something really worth considering you know for all parties concerned brilliant thank you warren ingram and what a great question thank you it's a thought-provoking one it's an important one and well into your parents frankly um for having the the good sense to propose this to you now comes the tough call as to what you do with the premium is it better off invested in your own name wherever you do it or is it better you maintaining those insurance payments that's why you need the proper advice on that one. But thank you for um, for putting it in frame for us this evening. Warren Ingram, personal financial advisor at Galileo Capital, where he's also a director and a very regular contributor to The Money Show.